Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to the Tommy Bureau Field Report, everybody. This is the eighth episode. I'm your host, Jake Kroger, creator of the Tommy Bureau. Of course, the Tommy Bureau Field Report is part of Believe Podcast. Uh, can you leave it? That is spelled B-L-E-A-V. Uh, and also, as I am going to point out every week, um, the name of the podcast is the Comedy Bureau Field Report and not believe in the Comedy Bureau Field Report because this network wants to have its name lodged in every bit of it. So if you look up, Jackie, if you look up the podcast, it's going to say believe in the Comedy Bureau Field Report on every single platform. Who doesn't want to believe in something? Believe in it. Believe in it. Man, I think I should get more points for the guest saying it. Uh, that is great. And that is You're listening voice. to the Believe In Comedy <laughs> Network, and you've chosen wisely. Thanks. Oh. There. They can, now, they can now edit that out and use that as a uh, – oh, I forgot to say my name. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting that. The, uh, the, the lovely voice that you're hearing right now is our guest for this week, uh, one of my – Favorite comedians. Uh, I mean, from the moment I started and uh, started seeing live shows, then all throughout now, and she's had specials, she's had albums, she's a prolific podcaster with the Dark Forest and uh, the Jackie and Laurie show. Please give it up for Jackie Cation, everybody. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Did you feel the instinct to just clap? Right? Yeah, yeah. And I am nothing if not a good sport. So I will applaud even for my own name, just to create the illusion of an of an audience. I think I've actually (laughs) done that on every podcast pre-pandemic even. I just like it's you're in a room or we were in rooms. Right. There's and there's been an introduction. Yeah. Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we do the thing? Why wouldn't we clap? Uh, how are you doing, Jackie? Where are you quarantined? Uh, what is this? Oh, week I nine? am in my home. Okay. Uh, I, I am, I've been, I was on the road until March 14th, mm-hmm. the 15th I flew back. And, um, so I guess two months, April, May. Yeah. Two months here. Uh, just sort of, and it was cool. Cause right before we went into quarantine, we were adding, We've next to our garage in the backyard. Uh, there is there's always been a little shed right. that that where we have stored spiders, uh, not on purpose. Uh, they just sort of moved in, and then we would also put like the Christmas stuff there. Right. And before I went on the road, we had hired uh, a guy that Lori Kilmartin works with mm-hmm. to sort of fix that shed up nicer. Sure. And make it into kind of a, a place where I could put, do podcasts or we could have a board game day because yeah. our house is very small. Mm-hmm. You have been. It I is not been. a large house. It is an adorable tiny house, but not a, a not, not not, but not a tiny house. Like not right. spe- like it's not. It doesn't have the name. Whatever. Yeah, Who it's cares? not on tiny but, house hunters. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. but what I have now is a, a, a nice uh, additional room that has clearly been painted white. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it's very, just very done, nice. and it and it was a little echoey, which is why I'm using the headset. Oh, cool! Uh, because that will uh, cut down on the any sort of. We don't have a rug in here. I'm on a card table. Yeah, sure. I I'm I'm gonna maintain this perhaps hot take that in in quarantine, if you're complaining about the audio quality of your podcast, you should shove it. 
Yeah. Yeah. You're, uh, you are not wrong. Uh, I am enormously grateful to have shelter. How about that? (laughs) Yes. To uh, be home housed, to have housing, Mm -hmm. to have food, to have, uh, you know, because all of my, uh, not all of my work, because I've been reinventing the the damn wheel here. Oh, yes. um, A round of applause for that. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that is, um, yeah, my work is, uh, as you can imagine, it's where people gather. And then I would were to tell them jokes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's been a theme of the previous seven episodes. <laughs> yes, it of the field has. report, except for that one where it essentially became an episode of Comedy Bang Bang that I did not intend. Oh, interesting. Yeah, were people uh, doing characters? Well, you it turned characters? into so Ahmed Weinberg uh, okay. was the guest, and we were recommending things for to listen to, watch to, uh, or watch. And Nick Nemiroff, very funny comedian, uh, came out with an album that week. We both recommended it. And as a gag, I mean, th- this is, just goes to show you how great comedians are to each other. He's like, yeah, the album's really great. Too bad he's a pedophile. And, you know, there's part of it where Ahmed, I will give him credit for committing to a bit because I laughed. And he's, right. like, and I, and he's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, I wouldn't say it unless it's, like, publicly available information. And I'm, like, and it was just, like, really weird that he wouldn't let up. Yeah. And and so uh, the rest of the episode uh, that I initially recorded was trash. And then I basically had, I went through this whole existential crisis. I actually looked up Nick's name on Megan's Law. And, of course, there was Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm sure, of course, Nick, please just punch. It's, you know, it's that sort of that Mm ball-busting dude thing. Oh, yeah. That uh, can suck a dick, as far as I'm concerned. And then I had Nick on. (laughs) Oh, okay, sort of rebuttal. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. And then it became a thing where I tried to make it through news, and then they just ripped each other to pieces. Oh, Christ. Are they friends, or are they not friends? They are friends. They are close friends and the hilarity that that is. Yeah, yeah. If we want to take it to UCB terms, the game of it was. <laughs> Boo. Oh, man. If only but if you're I... listening at home, Jackie just did a huge thumbs down with an arc. Just a big thumbs down. It isn't for me. It, it, pos- it is for other people. People think oh, sure. that that sort of super dark, you know, commit to the bit. And you're like, that's great. In other words, fucking wear a hat. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna do a character, I have said this for decades. Mm-hmm. Please do a hat. Please don't do. I had a friend for the longest time used to do a bit about, or he did a bit one time, and it was about how you shouldn't date fat chicks, and it was not a bit that he did. He agreed with. It was literally him doing a character, wow. but he made no delineation oh. between. <laughs> Him starting the bit and him going to the next bit. Like there was no hat. Right. He didn't turn around. Mm-hmm. He didn't um, say it twice. Right. You know how in stand up, if you say it twice, you're about to do an impression. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's law. And he didn't do Jack. And so if um, it, it's Ahmed Weinberg, right? Yeah. And uh, one of the greatest names in stand-up yeah. comedy, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And of, and, of course, 10 minutes on why that's his name. Yeah. And why should and there should be hours of that. Yeah. Anyway, but because uh, it's a delight. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, that stuff, I always fall for it. That's why I don't like it. Right. 
because I, I fall I, for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fall for it, and then I feel like a dum dum. Right. And if there's something I don't like about stand up comedy, sometimes is when you're doing stand up comedy to make me feel like a dum dum. Yeah. It's my least favorite kind of stand up comedy. It doesn't mean it isn't stand up. Doesn't right. mean some people don't love it. Right. No. Agreed. I. I. We're here to entertain, <laughs> and yes, it is for some people. Um, I will say that we did end up making it fun because the like, yeah, the whole point of the episode became like them bickering back and forth, but also promoing Nick's album because it is really funny, even though, uh-huh. And, oh, good. Yeah. So well, I'm glad um, he has a good album out. <laughs> he does. He does. Um, but every other, ideal. every other episode is definitely about the times that we are living in now um, because that's, you know, what's happening. And if this is like a comedy news podcast, what would it be right well, now? I was- well, then good for those guys for making us forget about the times that we are living in. Oh, sure. That's, uh, that's actually well done on their part. Yeah, I think that's what their whole intention was the whole time. <laughs> so good on them. Well, I'm glad uh, that you're safe. You have shelter. You, ha- you have some headphones and a mic that's very nice and considerate of you. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, let me just run down some quick news items and uh, then we'll get to some bigger uh, ones. And then I want to hear all about, uh, I mean, the, the Zooms. You're just zooming, zooming, zooming um, mm-hmm. hours a day. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and that is the sound of someone who <laughs> spends like a, probably an actual eight, like nine to five hour span of doing Zoom for various reasons, right? Well, very, um, sometimes, yeah, some days there's no Zoom, no Zoom at all, because oh, wow. uh, I can't do online. I mean, even though I, I need to talk to my family and I need to talk to friends and hang out, right. and even if we're just hanging out, like Carmen Morales came over right. today, yeah, and we sat eight feet away from each other, sure. and uh, we just talked at each other from a distance wearing masks Mm -hmm. because sometimes it's just nice to see somebody in 3d it is it Mm -hmm. is uh even if it's from andy drove up to uh his mom's uh house in central california yesterday Mm -hmm. and then drove back yeah it was three hours each way damn today i saw i wouldn't be surprised if this made the news or john krasinski some good news i saw a birthday party being done social so essentially there was a parade of cars that honked yeah yeah at this kid who was just standing on the sidewalk and they just like said like you know hey happy birthday and then they drove away that is very sweet i i've seen some of that stuff and it's really cool yeah and my i talked to my nine my aunt turned 93 today Mm -hmm. and um and she was she has to have surgery, I guess, June second. She said so she's getting tested for COVID on June first. And she said, I'm gonna wear a mask, right? I'm supposed to wear a mask. I said, please wear a mask. Yep. And I said, and if anyone says that you're being paranoid, tell them that you're being polite. Yeah. Absolutely. And that if they wanted to be polite, they would also fucking wear a mask. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That'd be great. That's the least, that's the bare minimum, you know? Right. And, and the thing is, is it's the least you could do. And I always do almost, almost entirely the least I can do. So <laughs> yes. watch me do that. I can <laughs> wear a, I can poorly wear a mask. How yeah. about that? Maybe that would be a more effective branding for all these new protocols. This is the least you can do. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Hey, jackass. Yeah. I know that you are encouraged. You're like, I like people who say it like it is. And I'm like, really? Do you want to hear this? You do not. No. Uh, I liked it when we were all vaguely polite to each other. That was yeah. nice. Yeah. Instead of yeah. opening emails with like the fascists. And I'm like, stop no. it right there. Stop talking to me. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me get through these quick news items and then uh, we'll get on to bigger things. Um, there's actually a lot of things coming up in terms of uh, things to watch uh, on your various screens, uh, namely Patton Oswalt's new hour special, I Love Everything, um, which is, you know, I think a very considerate title follow-up to the last one, which was Annihilation, which oh, maybe sure. that's more appropriate for reflecting the times, but I don't know. I would want to watch an hour of Patton doing stuff about no and and it makes sense about his life right absolutely he went from being annihilated to be having new love and and being Mm -hmm. in a good place which and but if you look at Marin's thing was called end times right yeah uh end times fun i believe yeah so but i like i love everything that sounds great i yeah i i i think any any attempt right now for comedy being kind of celebratory or positive, which, you know, uh, can uh, be made fun of oftentimes, I think uh, should be not made fun of. Allow them, <laughs> allow them to celebrate things. Sure. Yeah, maybe, uh, we don't, maybe we don't need to necessarily like rip everything down, you know? No, no, not it right turns now. out uh, it's hard enough right now. Yeah, yeah there's no reason to, to pile on. No, it's a ge- no. just think about uh, all those zoom bombs back in like six weeks ago mm-hmm. like every, like you know like new 14 year olds are being created every moment of every day sure and some of them super clever and yeah. all of them are right. can be fucking dicks right and um so um but they got bored it's six yeah. weeks later having zoom bombed in weeks yeah man i uh i can't wait for them to end up doing the moth or something and they're like i was a zoom bomber and I'm so oh. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when they're 32. Yeah, when they're uh, 32. And what they, platform is, is Patton's thing going to be out on? Is it's it going to be on Netflix uh, Tuesday, May 19th. What do you think he got paid for that? I, ooh. Um, <laughs> I'm always actually, curious. Yeah, I, you probably know better numbers than me, but I definitely... Did you notice this shift like, like a few years ago where Netflix, they were like, they were interested in investing in talent that was good but wasn't necessarily a household name yet like jen kirkman's first netflix special ali wong's first special tom segura's first special on netflix they weren't who they are now it helped yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know that netflix is aiming to do that anymore like they're no they thought they would spend like a gajillion dollars on uh eddie murphy oh eddie murphy right yeah. yeah, Eddie Murphy, Chappelle, Burr, Seinfeld, like all the big, big, big names. I love that Burr is in there. Yeah. <laughs> With Seinfeld? Really? And I mean, Eddie like, Murphy? I, yeah. I mean, it just, it, it's a stark contrast to like where they started in terms of like original stand-up specials. Okay. Versus yeah, yeah. like, yeah, like, you know, when they were giving those 15-minute specials, which I still maintain, like, why don't, why are you calling it 15-minute special? It's, I, it's. It's not a special if it's 15 minutes. I, I knew a guy in Minneapolis. Damn it. I, I space his name every time I tell this story. Mm-hmm. But he released an EP mm-hmm. of 15 minutes. It's his first 
his first album essentially right and it was just an ep of 15 minutes and the name of it was this is all i've got right now <laughs> it's was, it was great that is great it was yeah. awesome that is and very very true and yeah. 15 that he loved there you go yeah but uh i'm gonna guess um i'm gonna guess maybe dub- double digit millions for patent for the hour oh, you think 10 mil at least 10 mil I, I, I'm, that's my guess. What do you think? Probably. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't actually think about it. Um, I suppose like, uh, cause he's on TV shows and he was Ratatouille and right. regular recurring on agents of shield. And now he's got a MODOK thing. And yeah. And so, his last special, um, fared really well, both like viewing wise and it was critically received, uh, positively. Okay. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I think those are all those elements together. You know, I mean, I think that bodes well for his payday. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. just looking forward to a new hour of Patton because, um, yeah, as you well, like, he doesn't, like, he gets back in the before times. He could just do an hour at Largo or kind of wherever he chose. It wasn't necessarily, like, you got to see him all the time around. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you don't get to see him all the time anymore. He's mm-hmm. not just going up over at, uh, you know, coffee shops and mm-hmm. wherever, you know, we used to do stand-up. Oh yeah, a couple months ago. Yeah, right, right. Or even yeah, I mean, uh, comedy with Death Ray or Embar, Luna Park, all those old old timey, you know, uh, the old Largo on Fairfax. Yeah, yeah. He, he used to do the the he would do this coffee shop on Ventura because he lived in the valley, mm-hmm. and um, but in the nice part of the valley, right? And um, it was Lulu's Beehive. Oh you ever go yeah, to that. Remember that yeah. guy. Remember that feel, thing with Steve like and then Andrew? That got changed into something else that became an open mic, and I did that. Yeah, it got. It was when it when it was no longer Lulu's. I think it became a different coffee shop, and there was an open mic there. Yeah. But I don't think it it lasted. So, and now that whole strip of Ventura, when it comes back, like there's a dry bar there, a Phil's with mm-hmm. a Z, right? And uh, like a, a place dedicated entirely to cupcakes. Wow. You, you, you know that things have gentrified when you've got a store that's just cupcakes. Oh, sure. We're not, we're not going to do anything else. You can't even get a soda, cup nope. of coffee. <laughs> it's just are, cupcakes. Are, is it Sprinkles? No. It was a privately owned cupcake place. Wow. Yeah. And uh, you can't, I don't even think you can get a cup of coffee there. <laughs> I think, and, and there's nowhere to sit and eat your fucking cupcake. They're like, oh. get your cupcake, get out. That'll oh, be $6. Is that before times or that's now? Before times. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like two or three months ago. Because two or three months ago, it does seem, it really, really, really feels like it was a long time ago. But I started, uh, and I was glad because I, I literally got addicted to that dry bar. Yeah. Where they blow, they wash and blow out your hair. Right. Because I don't. And so <laughs> nothing is more obvious than me wearing this hat. Right. Uh, but the, um, but uh, so I signed up for the, I literally, right before this happened, I paid one month where it was, it's 85 bucks a month, right. which you can go twice. Ooh. And then if you go again, it's, it's, it's like 40 bucks for the third time. Wow. And so I was going to go and have my hairs look nice yeah. more often than not. Yeah. And, uh, and then right when I got, right when I got home, I was like, should I keep that or are we in for the duration here and i'm happy that i canceled it because the dry bar you know a lot of places you keep you keep your monthly right yep. because you 
appreciate the industry or the yeah. the people. Right. The people who own Drybar mm-hmm. are actually kind of shitty. Oh no. Yeah, really? they're not ideal. Yeah. They're a little bit grindy mm-hmm. and it would be nice if there was a little more profit sharing and a little less you know, like uh, like one of their new things that I had heard about was they weren't allowing the hairdressers to do each other's hair if there was downtime. What? It didn't make any sense because when you walked in, you were like, well, I want to see somebody with nice hair to do my nice hair nice. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. And uh, But they, they were like, no. Yeah. But they'll survive. Uh, who knows about uh, that cupcake, cupcake sh- shop? After. <laughs> right, right. Cupcake yeah. shop could be in trouble. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I can only hope. Um, <laughs> the what other, other news uh, you got? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, the other things that are coming this week, uh, At Home with Amy Sedaris has its new season premiering on True TV. Uh, what? May 20th. Um, That's neat. You know, yeah, and ironically, I mean, this show has been around for years now, and uh, it is not, it wasn't necessarily geared towards, like, being the show that was kind of for now, where you get Amy Sedaris, being Amy Sedaris, and she makes crafts, and there are also very absurd, bizarre things that happen within that universe. Right, because it's Amy Sedaris. Yeah. I don't know that Amy Sedaris is made for anyone in particular besides Amy Sedaris. Yeah. And whoever has a bag of money that's willing to go, anything you want to do, sweetheart. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it just so happens those people were true TV. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did you, yeah, Bamford has, uh, like, had a, an interview show on true TV. Did you see um, any of that? Would, uh, would, I've seen would, clips. I, oh, clips. I, I feel like Maria has so many shows that like that were like limited runs, whether it was like on topic or she. Oh, you know what? It wasn't on True TV. It was on topic. Mm. That's what it was. I got two treat. I got it mixed up. Sorry right. about that. You got it. Yeah. Do you know why? You have the information. That's yes. your that's your gig. It turns out, Jake Kroger. Yeah. The company bureau. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Information Thanks. is being mm-hmm. disseminated by great uh, Jake Kroger. Thank you so much, Jack. Yeah, topic, uh, Maria Bamford's interview show. You should go watch that. Uh, I I mean, anything that Maria does is uh, dutifully uh, certified. Yep. Yeah, Thursday afternoons at three on Zoom. Five bucks. That's a a lock now? Because it used to be like all over the place uh, that Maria was doing her Zoom shows. uh, I think it's going to be a lock because uh, Kill Martin told me that I got a lock Thursdays at one. And so I told Maria that and she said, well, maybe I'll lock Thursdays at three then. But, and, and the way she does it, the way I do it, it's um, I, if you haven't given me $10 ever, give yeah. me $10. Yeah. If you have given me $10 and you have more $10, please give me more $10. Yeah. But you're also seeing me work on essentially the same hour. Right. Um, and, and, and there's some new stuff and there's definitely new tags and stuff is tightening up and you get to see the process if you're into the process and right. the jokes remain funny, yeah. but, um, <clears throat> but I get it. But Maria, it's $5 more or less mm-hmm. and you get the password right. and you can watch yeah. and the password's the same every week. Yeah. So you can watch for five bucks. She's donated over $15,000 to the downtown women's center. Wow. 15 grand in the last eight weeks. Wow. That's amazing. It's amazing. 
I have made three grand. Uh, None of it has gone to the uh, downtown women's center, but (laughs) I don't, I don't have another source of income. Anyway, um, Hey, applause to both of you. (laughs) Right. But 15 grand to the downtown's women's center. Those, those ladies, those people need that shit bad. Yes. So it's awesome. Absolutely. And that's so Maria is such a, you know, and not to make this like a, we <laughs> all hail Maria, but I mean, truly <laughs> right. everybody's so in need and she's so giving. I mean, she supports the comedy bureau on Patreon and gave to uh, the GoFundMe and uh, y- you have been gracious enough to give the support the comedy bureau. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I just knocked my microphone with my tea to say thank you. Uh, not as much, but okay. I'm in. Yeah. Because yeah, because you do provide a real service. So people, if they can, should donate to you and uh, if they can. And we get it Yeah. right now, especially uh, everybody's income is little or nothing. Right. So a fun thing. So week one, uh, mm-hmm. you, uh, Nick uh, Turner and Nick Vatterot, they do that podcast. Um, where they talk about like how to make money, get rich, Nick. Okay. And, and you know, when the lockdown happened, they did this special episode like, oh man, everybody's jobs are gone. Gigs are gone. All this is gone. And in the span of that, they were like, yeah, in comedy, it's like fucked. Like who's fucked in comedy? Jake, the comedy bureau is fu- This is like me listening to this and like hearing like one of my favorite podcasts and like the hosts were like, yeah, you're fucked, man. Oh, yeah. Did that get uh, people to uh, throw you monies, hopefully? Yes, it it got some people to throw me some money. Yeah. Good. Because that's what it should have done. They're like, hey, you know who's fucked? Jake. Uh, If you have any extra money sitting around, throw it at Jake right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was very, very helpful. Um, And I'm very thankful for that. Um, Just two more things that are coming up this week in terms of releases. Uh, yeah, watch at home with Amy Darris's new season uh, on True TV starting Wednesday, May twentieth. Uh, Red Nose Day, which is this long-standing annual charity benefit, uh, it's going to air on NBC on Thursday. Uh, it is supporting. Um, well, it's trying to support the fight against childhood poverty. Uh, I mean, I mean, the, there's all the causes, right? And there's right. so many different causes. Uh, and, they're, and they're all needed. They're all needed. Because we live in a dumpster fire. Yes. I mean, yes. In a, so, it, is there a way to spin it where it's like the, the idea of how resilient humans are because we've been living in a dumpster fire for as long as I can remember? Yeah. You know? And but each, it's, I don't know. It, each year... I, Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. Each year, I think for the last several years, we're like, man, this year could fuck off. Next year, it'll be all right. And then it just got worse. And we keep thinking it can't. And it finds a way. It finds a way. way. I mean, the thing is, is it has to, it has to get, because, because no one, Mm -hmm. there isn't a Boy Scout score. No, nobody's arresting anyone mm-hmm. you know uh cut rate mussolini over there mm-hmm. is fucking around and nobody's stopping him and um and there's t- the the bottom has not yet been found you can't you can't find the bottom until you find the bottom and it's like trying to get somebody else to give up you know drugs or alcohol or 
debt or shopping or yeah. their bottom has to be their bottom. And that is what it is with the United States, man. Yeah, absolutely. Completely surprising that it, that the bottom you're like, I knew a guy once had seven DUIs Whoa. in five States. Whoa. And he still drank. Wow. And I was like, what is the bottom to you? Yeah. And he goes, I don't know. And went on to get like another DUI. <laughs> I don't know what his bottom was, but he's, he, he doesn't drink anymore. Jail. I, I think jail time is, would be part of that equation, no? Different states. There, uh, before, you know, the real ID thing is coming in this year. Right. Um, that'll be a national ID card. Right. And so all the states will be, uh, their databases will be linked. Right. And it'll be hard to get a DUI in one state and then uh, a DUI in another state and not have it be your second DUI. Wow. Or it'll be harder. It won't yeah. be impossible. Sure. Um, I got two DUIs, uh, one in Minnesota and one in California. Yeah, but that was um, before Real ID. Way before Real ID. And, um, and I mean, this is the last year to get your second DUI, you guys. What? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you may, I mean, maybe this is the workaround. So I didn't want to get Real ID before. I just have a weird feeling about it. And the workaround is you get a passport card. Right, right. You can get a passport card and, and your regular shitty driver's license. Yeah. I have a passport. I also have yeah. a global entry, which is um, an, inter an international go-through uh, customs easier yeah. card. Mm -hmm. um, the government has all of my info. Oh, yeah. And Ken and Karen at Clear, mm -hmm. they have my retina scan. So live it up. And that's just so that I don't have to sit through TSA pre-check. Yeah. So... It's completely, it's completely lame. Right. I, I just always, I don't know when I'll fly again. That's what yeah, I don't. That, I was that's almost really... going to ask you like, yeah, what do you think you're going to use those again? Um, I always rest on uh, one of my dad's earliest pieces of advice he gave to me as a child, um, which was if somebody really wants to kill you, they will. Truth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they will. <laughs> yeah. He's they not really... wrong. Yeah. He is not. He is not wrong. So on that note, you should uh, watch and support Red Nose Day and, <laughs> <laughs> and the fight. Yeah. Uh, the poverty. There will be Jack Black. There will be Lucy Kudrow. There will be celebrity escape rooms. Uh, I'm sure it will be good fun. And who knows? When is that? Huh? That's Thursday? Thursday that on NBC, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific time. Okay. Andy might like it because there will be escape rooms and he'll be curious how they're going to do that. Yeah, I wonder if they pre-taped any of it or that they're going to try to do Zoom escape rooms. Right. Yeah, or however. I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting, though. It is interesting. Uh, the last thing that is uh, coming out uh, this week is the trip to Greece. That is the third installment of the trip series with Rob Brydon and Steve uh, Coogan. Uh, where they go to uh, exotic locales, eat uh, gorgeous food, and then do impressions of various British celebrities. Uh, and it's as as weird of the pitch as that is, it is very, very funny. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. Does it does sound weird. <laughs> it does sound weird. Uh, the first uh, being the trip, and then they went, to, uh, uh, they went to Italy, and then they went to Spain, and now this is to Greece. But uh, yeah, it's, I think the, the, the comedy for me that comes out of it is that there, it's this contrast where essentially you're like on a travel channel sort of uh, exploration of the most beautiful parts of a, a country. And then they're doing the dumbest things by arguing uh, whose Michael Caine impression is better. <laughs> 
yeah, we get to hang out with those guys. And you and and if they're entertaining, mm-hmm. um, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> apologies for almost forgetting Stephen Coogan's name. I held on that so long. Uh, that's out Friday, May 22nd on VOD. That is a movie, not a TV show. But, you know, we can't go to movie theaters, so um, you're just going to have to watch it, uh, VOD. And that is that. Um, There's a feral cat sitting outside my screen door. Oh, cool. Uh, one that we call Pumpkin Princess. Pumpkin Princess. For no reason. Wow. You know, I bet that makes me think that a bunch of pet, uh, pets or and or feral animals. Oh, adorable. What I a nice looking cat. Yeah. Pumpkin Princess. I could see that. That's it. Yeah. Anyway. She can't there, I, I feel like a bunch of animals are going to have multiple names because we're all stuck indoors. And if we see an animal, we're just going to give it a name. <laughs> yep. And they're going to not know what to be called. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. They will not. Um, our neighbors feed all of these cats so much. Mm-hmm. And Andy occasionally gives them some food. And so they come around, as yeah. you can imagine. Yeah. So, uh, Jackie, has there been anything that you've been listening to, watching, uh, consuming that you, uh, comedy-wise, that is, um, that you would like to recommend to anybody? Oh. Well, here's a, here's a couple of old comedy albums that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Sure. What the heck? Brandy Posey. Remember right. her album came out as a J-Box and a cassette? Mm-hmm. And then there was a download to it? Right. Can't remember the name of it. <laughs> but Brandy, but Brandy Posey. Posey's, yeah, Brandy Posey. Brandy Posey. I think she only has one album. Uh, uh, I'll look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. And then Jared Logan. Jared Logan. All his, of his albums. His album was probably four or five years ago. Right. And it was really, really good. Uh, My um, Brave Battle, I believe, is the name of that one. Which one? My Brave Battle or Brave Battle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, It was great. Yeah. And... Um, yeah. I oh and Lady Pockets. I always enjoy Aaron Foley. Oh yes. Aaron That Foley. was a great album. Yeah, absolutely. Those are some weird like one offs that mm-hmm. probably got you know, you know, pe- a lot of people haven't heard. Yeah. That that if they regrouped, they'd be right. like, Yes, let's do yeah. this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the that- one of the new programmers at XM Radio is an Armenian woman. Mm-hmm. And I was like May I suggest some women comics for you? Uh-huh. And uh, she was like, "You can." <laughs> Do you know any other <laughs> Armenian women comics? And I said, "I know a couple. I don't know if they have any albums, right. but I know Adomian has a couple. And he is not a lady, but yeah. uh, he is very, very funny. He's very, very funny." Um, sidebar: I that album recording that he did. Um, I remember we. <laughs> I drove him up to Bridgetown uh, and we had to drive through the night because uh, the original car. He doesn't was have a car, right? Does he not? Not have only a that, car? the car that we were taking broke down outside the grapevine. Uh, and then we basically had to have that car towed back to LA, then drive back to LA to get another car. Wow. And so we, with all that time loss, we had to speed through the night to Portland so he could be ready to. Uh, tape that hour that I, I think he ended up using a different one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's always, I'm a huge fan of when you record an album, you do at least three sets. Yeah. So that if you can, you can, uh, you know, you pick the one that you're going to use as the base and then you mm-hmm. feed some bits from if, if there's been trouble. Right. 
Three, the three. Would you say three is the magical number? Three is the least. I like okay. to do five. Okay. But uh, you know, the more you do, the more of your own fucking album you have to listen to. Yeah. Uh, I know. <laughs> listening to five hours of myself do stand-up comedy in the same set list mm-hmm. is uh, uh, not fun no. it's a, tr- a bit of a trial but yeah. uh but if you want to put out a good album that's mm-hmm. part of the gig yeah i, I so the for those who might not be aware the comedy bureau put out a compilation album a couple years ago and the whole point of that was actually trying to kind of capture lightning in the bottle so i picked six people and we just recorded whatever sets they had in town mm-hmm. and we were just like because of the ease of it we could just like oh well if this one doesn't go well Sure, we'll just do another one. Yeah. Some people got it in one. Other people yep. got, got it in three. Some people took 12. Oh, shit. Yeah, and it was just like, man, is this, are we ever going to get it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that's all you got. Yeah, that's all you got. Uh- <laughs> the uh, Comedy Bureau's uh, uh, Comedians of Interest Volume 1, that is uh, an album that you should also pick up. I think... For me, uh, the sort of new things that have popped up that I, I tell people to watch, uh, there's a new Hulu series, The Great, a sort of like very liberal retelling of the rise of Catherine the Great. Um, oh, you just meant television. Okay. Well, I no, 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 no. I meant anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. you just meant anything, anything, right? I thought you meant stand-up. Because uh, you, no. you don't marry Max's new show, Solar Opposites? Solar Opposites, yes. Have you tried that yet? I so I watched the first episode, and I think I should watch it again because I watched it immediately after I heard the stay-at-home order was extended, and that was more of what was on my mind. Yeah. And then seeing like the world burn in that episode, I'm like, well, <laughs> okay, I guess this is like maybe my- I won't watch this right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just it's, like uh... I remember, um, right after the 2016 election, I spent every day in a movie theater because I just needed it. Yeah, I ended up watching this like Korean horror thriller that I did not know was a horror thriller, and it was like, oh no, what did I sign up for? Oh shit! I think I will just go watch La La Land again because that's just bright colors and singing. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, it's the Rick and Morty guys doing Solar Opposites, so it's probably super dark, right? It's super dark. You know, it is very much like like a, like I think a, a cousin to Rick and Morty. I mean, it definitely has that alternate universe sci-fi element to it. And, you know, they're really uh, going dark, going gritty. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, at this I, point, yeah you might want to watch Steven Universe. Steven Universe, uh, yeah. After watching Solar Opposites. <laughs> yeah, but I enjoy Mary Mac is great. And yeah. Uh, I do think the show is worth checking out. I just happen to be in a weird mood when I watch it. I yeah, I think you're on the same. I don't want to watch Contagion. I don't know why people would want to, but people did. Oh no! Oh no! I uh, I'll tell you the shows that I'm literally watching. Two, one or two episodes a night are um, essentially murder current current versions of Murder She Wrote and columbo right. uh the the murder she wrote one that is kind of like it's set in melbourne in 1925 and it's an australian right. series called miss fisher's murder mysteries right wow. and it's on amazon yeah. and then um and then 
only the first season. So then I got Acorn TV mm-hmm. uh, as a for 30 days free. Right. And I started watching a New Zealand mm-hmm. Colombo thing called Broken Wood. Mm-hmm. And uh, cool. they are, they are very light. Mm-hmm. They're about murder, cool. uh, but they are very sweet and not, you know, and the bad guy gets it and it's fine. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I saw this week that was really great uh, is uh, the start to an anthology series called Electric TV. Now, do you ever remember Chris Fairbanks being uh, digitally placed in scenes from Cocktail? Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Is it? Wasn't it, it great? Was so great. Yeah. Wait, so let's guys. reboot. Where the heck is it, Fairbanks? <laughs> Just start reposting them, please. <laughs> yeah. See, oh, it's, it's it, Cocktails and Dreams. Look it up, everybody. It's on YouTube. Oh my God, it reminds me of, did you ever read Kevin Sesh's How to Beat Up Anyone? No. Oh, it was, uh, did you ever see Kevin Sesh do stand-up? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Okay, he, he did stand-up uh, a while back. He's a writer guy now, right? And uh, But he wrote, and I think he published a book, and it was How to Beat Up Anything or How to Beat Up Anyone. Right. And the only one that I remember offhand was it was How to Beat Up Superman. Uh-huh. And the first thing is you have to be Batman. Right. And then you have to hang out with <laughs> Superman for 30 years uh-huh. and then sucker punch him and then you still lose. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> and that's what and, cocktail- but it, but cocktails and, and dreams. Go ahead. That's what it reminds you of? Yeah, that's what it reminds because those two guys are both very uh just like like it's a, the the thinking and the kind of stand up they do is such a lateral right. kind of awesome it's so interesting to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Uh so cocktails and dreams they, uh, this very funny comedian Chris Fairbanks was rotoscoped into scenes of uh the Tom Cruise vehicle cocktail uh and they he was able to weasel in dialogue and it was so funny and years later the same guys who did that I have started an anthology series where it's essentially the same sort of concept. They're taking these uh, old uh, movies uh, and then they're placing uh, funny people in them and making them more ridiculous. Uh, and their latest uh, uh, thing, the pilot to what they were calling electric television, is called Freeway to Hell. It has Fairbanks in it and John Doerr uh, and Emily Maya Mills. And it's like this. Oh my yeah. God, those three are so. Emily Maya Mills is another one of those. And John Doerr, another one of those lateral thinker comics that, you know, my stand up is. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and it's bam, 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 bam. Yeah, Their stand up. <laughs> and punching it. It's very straight. It's on the straight and narrow to some extent, right. where it's, you know, I, I literally want to get there, right? It's one of those. Yeah. And those guys are like, I will meander around and then thwap! And they'll come at you with punchlines and it's it's very cool. Emily May Mills, John Doerr, Chris Fairbanks. And it's called Electric Television? Uh, yeah, it's called Electric Television and this first one is Freeway to Hell and they basically take over this sort of like B-movie like uh, like biker gang um, like like yeah, the, the movie that you uh, might have seen one weekend in a movie theater, but then they all get digitally placed in, and it's it's very fun. Wait, so they take a real movie, sort of like Mystery Science Theater 3000, but then they, They're but in they the movie, digitally though. put themselves in it? Yeah. Like Cocktails and Dreams, like, you know? That's that's, ama- that's amazing. Yeah. So people should go watch Freeway to Hell. Uh, it just uh, made it uh, online. 
on YouTube uh, this week, uh, and it is the first in their uh, what, what will be a long anthology series. Um, oh, Henry Phillips is in it, in it too. Oh my God! It's a who's who of it's amazing who. weirdos, man. They're yeah, the best, is. and good hearts, all of them. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah. Um, those are my recommendations uh, for what to sort of take in this week. Um, unfortunate news that uh, happened uh, over you know not only did we lose Jerry Stiller last week, but just over the past few days we lost uh, literal comedy legend Fred Willard. And uh, director, writer-director Lynn Shelton, um, who, for those unfamiliar, uh, was the writer-director of uh, Hump Day and uh, Your Sister's Sister. And, uh, you know, if, you, if people who are familiar with the mumblecore movement, uh, she's uh, instrumental to that um, as well, I think, in sort of a bigger grand context, like bringing dramedy into uh, the world. Um, they b- both uh, unfortunately passed away this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever uh, have any experience with either of them? Get to meet any of them? Did not. Have never met either of them. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Enjoy not to my one? knowledge. Mm-hmm. My loss, you know? Yeah. But mm-hmm. I have loved uh, seeing the stories about mm-hmm. Fred Willard uh, on that on the internet. And, and she was only 54, which right. is pretty young for, for dying. And I guess it was unforeseen right yeah absolutely yeah and um so but it it is cool because i also i don't watch a lot of dramedies i think uh i just the the movie i've i just purchased Mm -hmm. i stood in line was let in at a distance to a target and i bought uh (laughs) the um harlequin harley quinn uh uh, birds of prey I bought Birds of Prey, right. which I, I've seen once in the theater, and mm-hmm. uh, I need to see again, because it's essentially, if Deadpool had been written and directed by a woman, right. and it is fucking hilarious, quite honestly. It's genuinely I hilarious. I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of the pitch, that they were like, Deadpool. Oh, right, but Suicide Squad, which uh, wasn't as good, no. was written and directed by men, men folk, and yeah. it was only... And it's not that, um, you know, and I love Deadpools. The mm-hmm. Both Deadpools are awesome. By the way, Deadpool 2 sold out <laughs> at the Target. Did not get it before hunkered down time. Oh, no. Uh, oh. And I like to have a DVD because what if the internet goes out? You know? Sure. Yeah. Sure. And um, not so. To mention, with all the streaming services sort of like archiving, like, or like building their uh, war chest is of content. Who is to know that maybe you don't want to buy HBO Max, so maybe you should just own the movie. Right, right. And I am toddler like. I will watch a movie a hundred times over and over again. Mm-hmm. I have watched Frozen two three times in the last month, uh, yeah. which is not toddler like because that would have been three times a day. But yeah. that's fine. <laughs> For sure. Uh, yeah, I, well, I actually don't have a way to watch any DVDs, which is sad because I have a bunch. Uh, oh, interesting. You don't have a PS2 uh, or 3 or 4? So my roommate does. And there you go. Theirs. And as, oh, but it's theirs. Yeah, well, and then, the thing, well, the thing is, we're all stuck at home, and uh, she, she's using it most of the time. 
So. Yeah, yeah, probably playing games. Mm -hmm. But um, if you get um, a DVD player, which is $35, mm -hmm. uh, but then you need a USB connector if you're going to watch it like on your laptop. Right. Uh, unless you have a TV, and then you would just hook it up to your TV. Yeah. But if you don't have a TV, uh, you would need an adapter. Yeah. This is a great, this is a great story. I have three just like it. Holy <laughs> shit, what a clock I can, eater. I can hear Lori say, are you playing Lori's part on Jackie and Lori? <laughs> I'm playing all the parts. All the parts are being played by me right now. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're telling the story, and then you're giving the, oh, great. That is that it? Yeah. <sighs> Yes. Is that the end of that particular story was my favorite comment <laughs> yeah. of hers the other I, week. <laughs> it, it is truly Jackie and Lori is one of my favorite shows for so many reasons. But <laughs> the, the idea that there are times where Lori feels like, do I keep, need to keep doing this? It's interesting. Nobody, nobody cares about me. Nobody thinks, does Jackie th want to keep doing this? Um, I, That's because she's more verbal about it. I get that. And also, I think the answer is yes. You want to keep doing this, or do you, or do you? Sure. I I mean I I do. I want to keep doing anything, Jake. Do <laughs> I want to keep living? Sometimes not. Oh sure. Uh, so <laughs> I, it's I, just I, exhausting. Yeah, that makes two of us for sure. Uh, well, of course, I, and not and you're never alone, right? Yeah. You just keep doing the next indicated action. And you find uh, it weird that a phrase that has been used in these times to try to give people comfort is an oxymoron. Alone together. What is that? Who's doing that? Well, Who's, what does that even mean? Originally, it was a show with Esther Pavitsky uh, that was on Freeform, uh, I believe. And now it is, you know, they're trying to say that, like, you're sheltered at home and you're alone, but that's all of us. So we're alone. Alone together? together. But it's an oxymoron, though. And it's it's just such a, a I think the not the next episode of the Dork Forest, but the one after. Sure. It's essentially just how the language has changed mm -hmm. so much to allow. You know, it just it's like there's a difference between being smart and articulate and saying something clearly. Right. And then just sort of piling a bunch of fucking words on top of each other so that um, you sound smart right. and articulate. And alone together is just one of those sort of, you're like, no, no, I know what, I, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're in this together, but we're each alone. And yeah. stop talking because <laughs> I can't. Uh, you, why don't you just say, we're doing this thing. That's what we're doing. We're all just, uh, we're hunkered down. And we're in it together as far as the way that we have, if the only way to beat this thing, did you see that analogy today on Twitter, that guy? I can't remember who that guy was, but it was such a perfect analogy about when someone poops in the pool. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Not. That uh, it's essentially, you know, when you stay at a hotels, by the way, when you stay at hotels and someone poops in the hotel pool, mm -hmm. they put up a sign that says brown alert. Wow. <laughs> Wow. It's gross. Uh, poop is always gross. Um, mm -hmm. Though, of course, it's necessary and helpful. Yeah. But here's the thing. His analogy was that when someone in, in the summer in a public pool, right. some kid will poop in the pool. Right. It'll happen. It, yeah. all, it happens every summer, once or twice. Yeah. And so they, the lifeguards clear everybody out of the pool. And then mm -hmm. some poor sap 
has to, who works at the pool has to fish the poop out yeah. and then get this i i thought that they drained the pool and refilled it uh -huh. they just pour more chlorine in to kill it <laughs> yeah which i guess is cheaper yes. um but so they pour in more chlorine and then you have to wait an hour or so mm -hmm. and then everybody can go back in the pool right and so his analogy was what if someone at the n nobody at the pool wanted to fish the poop out Right. And then what if somebody, everybody at the pool who worked at the pool and owned the pool said, don't be, no, no, man up. Just go swim with the poop. <laughs> and you're like, who would you blame? Would you blame the, and, and then, and then they're saying, no, they're, they're, it, just go swim with poop. Don't be such a coward. Mm -hmm. And then you don't like pools. That's mm -hmm. what this is. Right. You know, completely getting rid of all sort of uh, responsibility of getting rid of the fucking poop. Right. And they're like, I take it you don't like pools. No, no, we, we all want the economy to start again. Oh, my God, we want the economy to start again. Right. But if we don't clean up the poop in the right. pool, mm -hmm. uh, we're living in a poopy pool is yeah. uh, his analogy. It was great. Yeah. Oh, but we'll get herd immunity to the poop if we just swim with it. No. Yeah. That's just saying we don't want to clean up the poop. Yeah. Uh, how about we clean up the poop and then uh, we don't have a poopy pool. I like saying poopy pool. Man, I really hope it's said like that in a debate later this year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because that's what that knucklehead will respond to. Uh, not actual, like, uh, coherent. Right, and, and that's why alone together is such sort of doublespeak that, mm -hmm. that his, his simple-minded oofs Yep. Uh, who follow the Captain Knobjob are like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. You just you do no reason to use all the big words. Just say what you mean. And it's like I do. I do say what I mean. Yeah. And uh, those words are you're full of hate. Fucking yeah. eat a bullet. Oh, yeah. too harsh. Too harsh. No. <laughs> I hey, it's it's fine. I'm and, preaching uh, to the choir here. Oh, anyway. yeah. <laughs> I I have loved these last few years and seeing how creative comedians can get in free speech and suggesting certain people uh, perhaps they were better uh, off the mortal coil than on. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, and not incriminating themselves for uh, threatening speech. <laughs> right, right. Even though Dave Hill got kicked off of Twitter mm -hmm. for doing mom jokes at all the Trump supporters who were attacking him. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A New York comic, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very funny. Go get Delight. Cleveland, everybody. It's a great album. Um, and he, uh, oh, right. That's relatively new. He, uh, yeah, so, someone would um, say something like, well, you're an idiot. And he would say, that's what your mom told me when i was fucking her up the ass and it was literally three thousand of those variations on that fucking joke sure. and eventually twitter i guess was like okay you're banned for life so he is banned for life fun fun and even though uh other people are giving out uh dangerous false information he Oh, completely. Yeah, he's he's being a seven-year-old mm -hmm. and um, a very erudite seven-year-old. Oh, but uh, th other people are actually spewing hate crimes. So, nope. 
you know, you're you're doing so much in, in these times of uh, quarantine, uh, of lockdown. You're doing your podcast, the Jackie and Lori Show, Dark Forest. You're uh, not only doing it seems like stand up most nights of the week on Zoom. Uh, I feel like you're helping coordinate the idea of it being a thing and helping it be better. And on top of that, you're prepping your latest hour. Um, how is all of that going? Well, it is uh, interminable. But I will tell you this, is that um, the the need to work the new hour is what created the, the need to do Zoom shows, right? Mm -hmm. And because I haven't put an album out, it'll be four years. That's, uh, that's longer than normal. Yeah. So I think I've been five years in between. And it doesn't. It genuinely doesn't matter. Uh, I don't have to put one out every year. It yeah. doesn't have to. Oh, we're not following that guy CK's advice anymore. Right, right. We, we're not. We're not even following Edinburgh anymore. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It can just be stand up. And um, but I do want to put the album out so that I can sort of let some of this stuff go, you know. And that's the only way to do it. But to do it, you have to practice. And to practice uh, in quarantine when you're in lockdown, hunkered down. You yeah. got to do shows. And so shows started coming. Right. And I think I did, it was a Zoom show for DNA in Santa Cruz. Right. And he had a webinar. Right. And so you couldn't hear any of the laughs. Right. And I had done like one other show prior to that. And I was like, you know what? I think I like this software mm -hmm. the best as far as I'm sure, like I did a show on Skype. Sure. But you can't have 300 people on Skype. No, you can't. And uh, Chris Titus did that thing where mm -hmm. he had, um, he has the, the 5,000 level Zoom sure. where he can have up to 5,000 people watch. Yeah. And, um, and so I started, you know, doing the shows that, and I, and I did shows on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was literally like Ian Abramson's Seven Minutes in Purgatory, right? right. Yeah you can't hear. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you ever saw a 1979 after school special called, uh -huh. can you hear the laughter? The Freddie Prince story. <laughs> I have not, but I am he aware. Ki he killed himself because he yeah. could not hear the laughter anymore. You guys, yeah. Uh, yeah. he was also had other problems, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I started doing, that's why I like the zoom the best. Cause at least right. even with the satellite delay, you know, right. even where you got to wait for the joke to hit the back wall, yeah. and come back yeah uh it's it's the most like a live show the zoom shows aren't even the worst shows i've ever done no 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 have you ever been to albuquerque holy <laughs> shit yeah there's some dum-dums running some comedy clubs in albuquerque sure. and the audience was perfectly fine but they were un it was feral they mm -hmm. were untrained it was seven dollars to get in right. they were it was brutal right uh I've done one-nighters in Minot, North Dakota that arguably could be called not real comedy. Sure. And it's interesting who doesn't want to do it. Oh, yeah. And who, and who does want to? Yeah. I don't know what it is. I mean, I think Lori had a theory that it was because a lot, it's, it's actually more dudes than women who don't want to do it, which is interesting. And her theory was that the dudes couldn't get laid. Except for that the dudes that I want to see doing it are actually good men and yeah. don't cheat on their wives. Right. You know, Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Chad Daniels isn't married, but I mean, he, um, but these are decent men, right? Yeah. And, um, and they have not expressed any interest in doing it, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, I, th- I think it's not, it's not the, the sex thing. It's mm-hmm. literally the physical, the pheromones mm-hmm. that come from the audience. You get a version of it sure. uh, through Zoom. And Carmen Morales calls it uh, the methadone uh, for stand-up comics. Yeah. And she is right. (laughs) Right. Just hearing that laughter and, um, you know, I wanted to point out that I saw some people have gotten very clever with this. I think a couple weeks ago, I saw Megan Gailey do Hot Tub, uh, Hot Tub at Home. Mm -hmm. She called up Kara Klink on her phone and had Kara on speaker and then did her act, and then you could hear Kara laughing in real time. Oh, because the way they do it, they do it at holdyourphone.tv, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. And, um, because I did- they didn't even catch her in. They just, like, she literally had her phone up like this. (laughs) And, like- I did that. I did the Boulder show, which is on holdyourphone.tv on Twitch as well. mm -hmm. And it is, it's audience, the audience are other comics. Right. So she called Kara Clank, who's another comic, yeah. uh, as well, to get the laughs. Um, right. It's why the ones that push to Twitch and to YouTube and to Facebook Live and Instagram, right. they're not as fun for me as the ones that actually just entirely exist on Zoom. Right. Like, I, I think- do the, I'm doing the Thursday afternoons, mm-hmm. and now... I guess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I've been doing just 20 minute chunks. And last week I did a full hour wow. just because I have to figure out the order sure. and a full hour mm-hmm. of doing stand up comedy into what is the bottomless pit mm-hmm. of the internet. Yeah. Uh, if you think about it and you shouldn't, because yeah. I am, I am miked. Right. I don't need to yell into the internet. I can just talk. Right. I'm being recorded. It's all working out. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And oh, go on. Sorry. But I was exhausted. Is what is was the point of it? And it's a different exhaustion than a live show. Yeah, because I I would like a I'd make this metaphor. Um, shadow boxing, why it can be uh, often like a great workout, is because you're punching into the air, and all the force that you have in those punches is also absorbed by you, rather than when you hit something. That's where all that force goes. So you have to take it back as you. Oh so, wow. Yeah, if you're doing stand up to nobody with no laughs. You are like, I mean, it's supposed to be a back and forth, and you respond to the laughter. You're just yeah, like, you, yeah, you're left hanging there. Yeah, so that's why the Zoom ones are good. So I mean, like I've been having anywhere between 200 people, it, more like 50 to 200 people, right, will come and watch the shows and me work on stuff. Right. And then I'm also doing the stuff with Acme Comedy Company. Dot com mm-hmm. where i'm hosting um headliners for acme right we're each doing 20s oh cool yeah everybody's yeah. just doing 20s and then um like the first weekend it was tommy ryman and andy erickson tommy right. ryman has an amazing dry bar andy erickson top five on last comic standing Ooh, really? uh the second week was pete lee mm-hmm. who's all over comedy central and and fallon and stuff mm-hmm. And uh, Greg Coleman, who is a new headliner, Minneapolis guy, really funny, smart. And then the third week was uh, Mary Mack and Tim Harmston. 
Mm-hmm. And then this last weekend was Erica Rhodes and John DeBoer. Right. And next weekend will be Bent Washburn and Amber Preston. Great. So everybody does 20 minutes. I host and do 20 minutes because right. I need to work on 20s, right. except I'm like, hey, have you guys been to every fucking, because now there's like two, four, six, se- there's been seven shows. Because yeah. the first one mostly sells out. Right. Last last night, the second one didn't sell out, but I, I don't know why, but uh, hopefully it will this week. Because the purpose of that Acme show mm-hmm. is to, to make sure that comics are still working on jokes sure. and sort of getting that methadone, right? Because it's just a Zoom show. Yeah. We, we close the, um, you sell out at 290 because sure. my software holds 300. Sure. And, um, and then we add another show. Mm-hmm. But the... Uh, and then we split the money because because what we're doing is we're using Acme's mailing list, right. which is their insider, you know, the locals. So almost everybody's from Minnesota right. that is in the audience. And, um, and then, um, and then we each do our own pub and that's fine. And then, um, uh, oh, and then we split the money from the tickets and the tickets are 10 bucks. Wow. They're out, they went up to 11 right. uh, because we forgot about sales tax because the <laughs> club has to pay sales tax on the, mm-hmm. on the, on the ticket price, I guess. Right. So the tickets are 11 bucks mm-hmm. and then we split the money four ways. Wow. 25% go to the club right. and then 25% to each comic. So you end up making right. about four or 500 bucks a show. Wow. Which is almost... I mean, that's, that's, that's feature, that's feature money. You know, that's what people live off of who are featuring. And I lived off of for decades. Yeah. And you don't have to split a car rental. Right. There's no car, there's no travel cost, which is why it's only $10 to buy the ticket Mm -hmm. is because you can sit in your own house and drink whatever you want to drink and wear pants or not wear pants. Do not not show us. Yeah. And not be policed by the uh, club staff. Right. Right. So, and, and it's, it's literally, you know, whatever you want to do, you right. do it. Yeah. And it's cool. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's what I've, and, and so I was talking to Lewis about it at Acme and I was like, you should do 15 of these shows a month. Mm-hmm. You should get different people to host it. Right. Hoping me hoping lateral move. Right. So I don't have to do it. Right. Uh, not that I don't need to make uh, that money every week. I do. It's just right. a great deal more work than I'm used to, sure. as you can imagine. Yes. Uh, <laughs> On top of everything else you're doing from right. this very chair, I'm assuming. Uh, this, is a, this is a real chair. This, <laughs> yeah. is a, this is the chair. But I will say uh-huh. that, uh, but he has a different plan. He has a different vision for it. Sure. Where, because we've only been doing one night a week for four weeks. Right. And um, it sort of reminds me of how he built his open mic. Mm. 30 years ago, he had an open mic at the Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. It was all ages. No drink minimum. Mm -hmm. And uh, he hired two waitresses to serve waters and sodas to 16-year-olds. Yeah. (laughs) 30 years later, all of those people are 46. Yeah. And they're still coming to the club. Wow. So for a month... We've had shows every Saturday right. where you buy it online, 10 bucks. Right. So when he gets to reopen, mm-hmm. he's going to do 
you know, I, he's set up in his comedy club where he's got cameras. Yep. He's going to, he's going to do live show for the amount of people that could be safely done live. Sure. But he's going to push it to the internet. Right. For people who, some people are psyched about this internet stand-up comedy stuff. They live out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. They're homebound. They're agoraphobic. Not, not only that, the, I saw, so Second City, they, I mean, everybody's doing live stream stuff and even yeah. improvisers and sketch people. I saw a Second City live stream. Somebody from Japan was watching that. Yeah. Yeah. I did a show, a Zoom show at 1130 at night. So my fans in Europe could watch it at 730 in the morning. Yeah. Um, do you know this character guy who's English but plays a like a French asshole, Marcel Lucon? Nope. Um, so he plays this like, you know, very sophisticated but like very uh, tr- like uh, <laughs> just sarcastic French guy. Um, and he's been doing, I think like a weekly, like sort of live stream, but when he promotes it, he has every single time zone on the flyer. Yeah. Cause I mean, holy shit. Yeah. You might as well. Why why wouldn't you? Yeah. Set your alarm clock for 3am. Come on out. Yeah. Yeah. I had one guy do that. I think in Germany. Yeah. Mm. Um, are you going to continue to do that where it switch around times for other people around the world? I don't know. Um, right now, uh, I've committed to doing this Thursday 1 p.m. business. Sure. But it's not a bad, it's not a bad precedent. I mean, I like doing shows for people mm-hmm. at different time zones. Yeah. And if I did one at like, I don't know, nine o'clock right. my time, that's, like one in the afternoon or two in the afternoon in Melbourne. Right. And I would like to go back to Australia and do stand-up one day. Right. And maybe I can get some more fans, you know? Absolutely. Like I could get Will Anderson or somebody to do a guest set and mm-hmm. they could use their their mailing list Yep. for people who are up and want to see stand-up. Yeah, and uh, people will be. And, you know, mm-hmm. I do have hope that people, like some people are... are, are getting really down about like the prospects of us coming back but i'm heartened by this past week shanghai disneyland opened up and yeah at, uh, at like 20 percent capacity yep as soon as tickets went online they sold out immediately yep because people want out people want to mm. go to places they want to do things yeah we all want we all want the economy to open again we all want the pool to open again we don't hate pools no, no we don't uh, hate- not at all. Um, I just wanted to briefly mention about, have you done like an open mic on, on, in live streaming, whether Zoom, Instagram or whatever? Didn't know I was doing one. Yes. <laughs> I was closing an open mic. I did not know. Wow. And, um, you know, it was an open mic. Yeah, that, that's been my experience. Is, uh, albeit it's on Zoom, the rest of it, Definitely an open mic. People reading their notes, not knowing what they're doing. Um, some people are like, have you seen this clip of uh, Ralphie May telling people what they should do in com-? Like, And that's the start of their set. Set. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you hear, uh, did you see Ophira Eisenberg's tweet about her son? No. Four what? years old. And, uh, and he said, uh, she, she put him in timeout, put him in the corner. Right. And after a minute standing over there, he yelled, unmute me. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Uh, <laughs> man. 
Uh, wow, the generation that's growing up right now, that, that'll be a hoot. Yeah, and they don't want to hear about your 9-11 story, man. No. Who cares? Who? Man. Well, that's I tweeted that out, I think, in week one or two, that like any other generation looking down on millennials are like, you guys haven't been through anything. I think we have now. I think mm. we have, and you can't yell at us anymore. It's, the whole generational thing is so full of shit. It is. They're just like, that's not how you talk to people. No. And stop it. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be that weird, you know, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. that made fun of that a hundred years ago. If we could yeah. stop doing that yeah. by naming generations, that'd be great too. Yeah. Making off. fun of that is uh, tired. Making fun of making fun of that is also old. Let's just not do it. Yep. Is my uh, my take. That's your hot take. I like yes. it. Thank you. Uh, uh, okay, so we're... Um, oh, I, I wanted to ask, do you, do you have like a, a date in mind for your hour coming out? Or are you just kind of waiting and seeing um, how this everything goes and what things open back up? I don't. I'm supposed to get the, the con... I'm hoping that I get the contract this week mm-hmm. from the label and... Um, and then I have to figure out, I assumed I was going to either record it in March. Right. And now it looks like I'll record it in December, which means that it would come out next March, I guess. And it, that's like hedging their bets. They're like, December, they probably won't like cancel December, right? Well, here's the thing. If, if I, I have, I have dates in August. My, most, most of my dates in August have canceled, but I have one in Michigan that has not canceled and um, we will see. But here's the thing <laughs> is if in September right. I'll either be traveling or it will have re-spiked. Right. I don't know. Here's yeah. what I do know. I'm going to wait until there's a scientist and a doctor who mm-hmm. both tell me it's okay to travel. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's going to be scary, even though they say the ventilation on airplanes is supposedly the better mm-hmm. than in stores. That you're makes still, some sense because they're up sky. You're still really close to people, even if that, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're wearing a mask and, and they space people out, mm-hmm. maybe. And I bet you airplanes are pretty freaking empty right now. Mm-hmm. Well, some so, of them. I feel like they haven't. They're like I've seen. Oh, I have seen some videos of United. Right. I'm sure they're. Mm, Boy, I I, I, (laughs) I don't know what to say about that. So I don't know when, but I do know that Bent Washburn, who's going to be headlining, who's going to be working with me, it's him and Amber Preston. We're all, you know, this next Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, he he did the first weekend for Salt Lake City Wise Guys, Mm -hmm. and he lives in Virginia, and he drove. Whoa. To Salt Lake City. Wow. Because he didn't want to fly. Yeah. And, and he... I, th- I think that might be the start of it. Like, as things roll out, people are just going to... I mean, how you know, how are you going to get anywhere safely? Right. Yeah. You're going to stay in your car. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to happen. And they'll, you know, make a podcast miniseries because getting across state borders is going to be an adventure now. Mm-hmm. My niece is in the National Guard in Montana, uh-huh. and they've been taking people's temperatures. You know that Montana doesn't even have a speed limit. But they got the <laughs> really? National Guard out. Really? Yep. They, they have the Autobahn all over that state? The speed limit is try to keep it together. Just don't be, <laughs> you can be pulled over for unsafe driving. Sure. But on the whole, I mean, and I only know that because for 30 years people have been uh, – 
because you you get pulled over for unsafe driving and then it's a ten dollar fine and how many versions of i'll give you 20 i'll race you to the border have i heard uh probably at least a dozen (laughs) so it's man that makes it's so ironic there are so many supercars that are driven throughout los angeles and yet they cannot drive like they're supposed to unless they were in montana right yeah uh wow that's great i by the way i do lewis's idea that's kind of what i was thinking for several weeks of like i mean how are people going to roll back and evidence has already shown that shows that we're weekly like showcase shows um that have gone live streaming can often have gotten more people watching than they would have had they just done it normally in person and so that's got to count for something. If you do half, half, or like, you know, 25, 75, that 75% could be way more because of there's no, like, you know, you can set up zoom to have thousands of people. Yep. I watched it. I watched a comedy webinar the last night and it was like 2,500 people. Yeah. Yeah. And people are everywhere. Like the last night's show, people were in Pennsylvania, people were Mm -hmm. all over the country. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting and cool. Um, okay, so one last thing, and then we'll uh, we'll get some plugs in, and we can get on out of here. Um, do you have any predictions? I know we were kind of talking about the realistic future, but do you have any predictions for comedy post pandemic? And that could be anything uh, as small as like everyone's going to have to bring their own microphone, uh, <laughs> or you know, so, like what people are going to talk about, like anything. Um, I don't. I think that there's going to be a lot of i don't know what the stand-up's gonna look like i know that there's a lot of quarantine jokes already and there's a lot of um i'm blessedly no more uh corona beer jokes uh yeah and uh but i think you know i think that it's I think the physicality of it will definitely change and a lot of clubs won't make it right. It'll be a lot. um, It's going to shrink the market, but there are these, those giant chains Mm -hmm. that um, I think have corporate underpinning that might be able to make it. Mm -hmm. And then um, like, I know the Kansas city comedy club also reopened and, um, and it's a and it and it's just doing uh, like a twenty five percent kind of thing. And they're in Kansas City, which I don't think has spiked much. And I don't think you know we don't know. Yeah. But um, and I like that guy. Is Desmond? I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Oh, names are horrible. <laughs> anyway, uh, so but he, uh, yeah, I think that and I and you know he had such a hard time opening the club initially, sure. and now he's got to reopen it. Yeah. And he was talking about that, I guess, online. And, um, and I wish everybody the best of luck. But I know, I know that uh, here's what I do know is that stand up will continue in whatever yeah. mm-hmm. iteration. You know, it's too, it's it's sort of too established now. Sure. That I think it it might be able to bounce back mm-hmm. sooner. It depends. It depends on the chaos of the world. Sure. Right. 
Yeah. If if we go into house to house fighting in our civil war, mm-hmm. uh, it will really cut into my weeks. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I get that. <laughs> so, uh, but that's I don't know that when that will happen. If that's going to happen, twenty twenty one or what? So I got nothing. I'm sorry. No, I think that's uh, that is that is a, a good idea. I mean, like the I mean. Some people think stand-up is dead. They're wrong. Um, it will come back. It will be. I mean, you know. Especially- Some people hope that magic is over. Uh, <laughs> no, nothing. All forms of entertainment continue. Yeah. You know, the fact that Yacht Rock is a thing. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that all. I mean, any number of things that exist, you know, they'll, it, it's weird to somebody and they'll continue <laughs> to exist uh post pandemic and for sure um yeah i there's part of me that is excited to see how we'll figure it out because what other choice do we have you know right you just got to keep doing the next indicated action yeah and I, try to help the and if you can safely help somebody in front of you freaking yeah. do that please yeah absolutely yeah. My, and my try to be super patient with uh the humanity that is actually working mm-hmm. in front of you getting you a, a loaf of bread yeah. for the love of god be nice to them Please be nice. Or even so my, my roommate does uh, Postmates sometimes oh. now. And the idea that she's not tipped 20% by everybody is insane to me. Yeah. That's she brutal. got a penny tip the other day. And, and she she should have. if She, back. Actively, she knows where those people live. Yes, she does. <laughs> yes, she does. She's like, hey, let me go, let me go spit on all your mail yeah um yeah that's brutal that's ridiculous just try to be good yeah try to be nice and patient and because uh, everybody's impatient i get it mm-hmm. you know and it's that's a grind the, and it's unfortunate that's the one thing that i do know and maybe the, uh like everything coming back as it will come back it's just going to be slower everything you're going to have to wait and just know that you're going to have to wait there's going to be a long line think like because staffs are cut down like you're just everything's gonna take a lot longer i'm already getting impatient with like people who it seems like they just started driving this week um out of quarantine and it's like their first day driving ever and they're going 20 miles below the speed limit and i hate it and well yeah and and it makes me have this own inner dialogue of like where do you have to go right yeah what do you where you're just going to the one place. Sometimes right? not even that. I go on night drives just to feel outside. Just to be outdoors. Yeah, and drive yeah. Away, have a semblance of like, oh, this is what I used to do. I just drove around mm-hmm. at night. Nice. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere, but yeah. Um, anyhow, um, I my thing, my prediction for comedy post pandemic. I mean, this is adjacent to comedy. But I tweeted the moth is going to be even more crowded than it originally was. Um, because everybody's going to want to tell their sad sack story. Yes. Yes, they are. Because we don't even have, we, a lot of people don't even go on Zoom mics or or doing Zoom comedy, but they obviously have a story. Everyone's at, I mean, they actually have a story. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, everyone's got a story. You know what? Find an outlet now. I mean, there's no reason to wait. Yeah. You know, I could wait to do stand up comedy until I'm allowed to do stand up comedy. What a weird idea. Yes. Just do the thing as my father. He's like, just do it. Do whatever you want to do. I'm going to make funny either way. 
and uh he's not wrong he's and uh i uh yeah i'm trying to do i made a vision board you guys i was on uh, i was on ron funch's um getting better cool and uh, he inspired me to do a vision board. And I asked Maria, who's been making vision boards since the dawn of man, how do you do it? And she's like, you just do it. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. And so as I did it, it was an enormously emotional experience. Oh, yeah? Because if you put things, you know, if you put things uh, in writing or on a picture of something, right. you're like, do I really want that again? Will I ever have? And I literally am tearing up and it's like an emotion. And right. so it was, I mean, and if you, and I was told if you have actual feelings while you do your little vision board, um, you're doing it right. Yeah. So like, I, I want, um, I want things. I want a dog. I want a horse. I right. want a sailboat. Yeah. And then I was like, I also put pictures of people that I would like to hang out with again. Yeah. You know, my dad, uh, <laughs> my brothers. Oh. You want to do? You, you want to have like a uh, like a like a day out on a sailboat with a Great Dane and uh, friends? Sure. No, I don't. <laughs> I want. I, I just want me and Andy on a sailboat, quite honestly. And I want to know how to sail that sailboat. And uh, and then and then I also wrote down the things that I want to do, like the things I want to write, the things I want to, um, you know, I uh, the work that I want to have that I don't currently, the kinds of work that I want to do that aren't. Um, like I would, I would love to do like more voiceover stuff and even read books for audible, right? Read audiobooks, And, um, you just put like any weird thing that you were like, I would do that. That, that looks like that would be cool. Sure. And, uh, who knows if it'll happen. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, I feel like I would also too have a very emotional experience making like a vision board like that, because I think right smack dab in the middle that would take up a lot of space would be learn how to love yourself. It helps to write down the things that you want. And yep. if you write down the words, learn how to love yourself in the middle of it, it will remind you to love yourself. Yeah. Which There's a, it seems so simple, but man. Oh, the thing is simple doesn't mean easy. No, and, uh, and the muscle memory of loving yourself. There's a book and it is a hippie, skippy crystal clutcher of a book, my friend. Uh, my friend Jenny uh, turned me on to it. It was, um, you can heal your life. Heal your life. Mm -hmm. um, the hell's her name? God dang it. Anyway, there's a work, it's a workbook part of it. Mm -hmm. And the workbook part of it has, you're supposed to say, I love and approve of myself right. 400 times a day mm -hmm. for 30 days. Wow. And you could say them in bursts of 10. Sure. And then you'll remember to do it every time because what it'll do if you start doing it and all of a sudden you'll think some shit thought in your head like, God, I, why am I such a fat ass? And then you're like, oh, knock out 10. I love and approve of myself. I love and approve of myself. I love and approve of myself for 10, right? Mm -hmm. and, um, and then once you've done 400 of them, what it does is every time you have a bad thought in your head, you're like, why? Why am I aging at all? Right. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you knock out 10 of the positive thing. Right. And... It's amazing. You, you realize how much you're sort of down talking to yourself. Sure. And you say a nice thing to yourself 400 times a day for a month. Uh, it turns out you start to believe. Yeah. So yeah. I'd recommend it. Absolutely. To tie it back to comedy, you've done Boast Rattle, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so that's a show where instead of people roasting each other, they boast each other via joke form. And anytime that I've seen that show, and I'm a huge fan, and I watch it all the time, shout out Kyle Ayers, um, every comic seems to have a little euphoria leaving that show because they just spend an hour being complimented in the funniest way. Right, and I, uh, I once saw Mike Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I think Kyle had asked him to do it, and Mike Lawrence would be like, well, would a joke like that be like this? And Mike Lawrence is one of the most, here's a boast, uh, one of the most prolific in the moment. It's why he's amazing at roast battle. Oh, yeah. He came up with the, it was a beautiful compliment. But get this, I, I wish I could remember it. It was hilarious. Yeah. So it was, I, I can compliment somebody at boast rattle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a hard time making it super funny in that moment. Cause that I think is also a learned skill. Sure. That kind of, that kind of writing that, that Mike Lawrence just does. Cause he, oh, yeah. cause he's a short, right. Uh, joke writer guy. Oh yeah. yeah, absolutely. Anytime I run to Mike Lawrence and for those who's for whatever reason, I don't know why you wouldn't know that I dress up every day. Um, he, whenever he sees me, he just kind of like, stops me with his hand and he's like all right just give me a sec and he just rattles off five things that i look like and i'm like i know what's coming but that's just yeah 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 I, yeah i dressed up like a thing in the morning i get it tell me tell you, me what you, you see t- t- what do you see yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like mike lawrence i like mike lawrence very much too um well that we we've come to the end thank you so much uh for doing the podcast jackie you you're uh have been and always will be one of my all-time favorites Um, thanks man yeah uh, where uh can people find you on the internet uh and listen to all your great things and see all the great oh my god all of the albums are for free on spotify and pandora and amazon Mm -hmm. and youtube and whatever Mm -hmm. streaming xm Sirius. they play a bunch of my albums Mm -hmm. but um jackiecation.com has links to both my podcasts and uh has my my tour i've started putting zoom links in in on my tour page Mm -hmm. so that you can just see where i'm performing and then it'll tell you how to either if you have to buy tickets or if you just have to register um they're right there on my jackiecation.com slash tour and feel free to buy some merch because i bought too much of it (laughs) and it's in my garage and now we're all hunkered down i have stamps.com it's a hands-free i'm not going to go to a post office you don't have to go to a post office uh yeah fucking feel free to buy some merch you still have squish with whomever you wish that's the new shirt yeah i still have the sticker that you gave me yeah Uh, I just did a show and I literally was like, I'm going to hold up my merch because you bastards right. have to uh, have to get me. And then I've got a, a dad challenge coin, right, with a picture of my dad on it and uh, never say no without a number. And then this is my dad quote shirt right. has a bunch of quotes from all of my last four albums and the new one. Yeah. So this is the new merch and right. I've got it uh, sitting around my uh, garage. Yeah. Never say no without a number might be the greatest parent assist for a comedy bit that I know of. He is, he thinks it's so funny. He's like, I'm fine. I'm like that. I get more attention for that comment Uh than I've gotten for anything ever. And I was like, yeah, it's good legacy pop. (laughs) I get get emails all the time saying I used it. I used the never say no without a number. And I got a raise or I used it and now I don't have to do that thing. 
Uh-huh. That's that is that is the uh, that's the jam. That's the jam. For sure. Thanks for having me, Jake. Absolutely. Uh, I'm Jay Kroger. Uh, I run the Comedy Bureau. You can follow the Comedy Bureau at the Comedy Bureau across platforms. Also, thecomedybureau.com has, uh, not unlike Jackie was saying with Zoom, so uh, it's a bunch of Zoom and Instagram Live and any other live platform that's being used for comedy right now uh, across the world. That's the sort of fun thing for me. I get to list shows not only in LA, but Boulder, New York, Denver, Seattle, Chicago, London, wherever. Um, it's all on there. Uh, please support the Comedy Bureau uh, via GoFundMe, Patreon, uh, or even Venmo, which is at Jake Kroger uh, on Instagram. And uh, I am not the supermarket. And on Twitter, I'm MFJ Kroger. Uh, I'm going to sign off by saying comedy is still happening. And like uh, the great Brody Stevens would say, enjoy it. Comedy Bureau Field Report is recorded, produced, and edited by Jake Kroger. Music by Brian Corneo. Artwork by Andrew Delman and KT. And part of the Believe Podcast family. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.